Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Daniel McComb. Hi, everybody. And tonight, this is the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny Roundtable. It's kind of hard to find someone that saw the movie other than me, so I thank you, Dan, for joining me. No, you're welcome. Yeah, so what we do with these roundtables is for, for about maybe about five minutes, we'll kind of give how we felt about the movie, no spoilers, and then rate it out of 10, and then we'll get into spoilers, and then we'll rank it amongst the other Indiana Jones movies. So, I guess we'll start with you, Dan. What were your thoughts on it? So I went into the film with moderate to low expectations. I think just from the movie, I think from everything that we'd heard for the past couple of years, the delays and the reshoots and the issues that seemed to be plaguing the film, I was expecting a bit of a choppy mess. Like we spoke about The Flash and a couple of other movies more recently where there'd been a lot of reshoots and issues with the film and you could see how it had been pieced together. But I sat there in the movie and it was... I enjoyed the movie. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it based on, you know, different things that we'd heard going into it and characters and directions and where they might go. And I came out of that feeling like I'd enjoyed the movie. And there's been a string of films lately where I've walked out and gone, there's two hours or two and a half hours. I'm not going to get back. But that felt like it was worth my time. I would recommend people to see it. I would recommend Indiana Jones fans definitely to see it. I think as far as summer movie, it's not, you know, the the you know billion dollar box office blockbuster for the summer, but I think it's a nice way to go into the summer with a lot of the movies that we've had lately. And what would you rate it out of ten? I'd give it a good seven out of ten. Okay. See, this is great because it's going to be completely opposite because I absolutely hated this movie. I love the first 20 minutes. And it's funny because I remember I had spoken to you before I'd seen it because you saw it the day before. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, what would you rate it? And you'd said, you said a 7 out of 10. And I was, for the first 20 minutes when that whole thing ended with the de-aging indie, I was like, this is great. I was like, Dan's wrong. This is at least an 8 out of 10, you know? Oh, man, it just went downhill for me. It especially went downhill once they got to Tangiers. But, yeah, it, it just was bad. I oh, There's just so many things wrong with this movie that we'll discuss. Well, for me, anyway. Uh, the, the two big things is he's just too old to play Indiana Jones. It, it just was sad to see him up on the screen at times. I mean, and I didn't mind him when he was professor jones like when he was retiring and all that but once he had that leather jacket on and the fedora it just didn't look right to me especially some of the things that he was doing you know i kept wondering is he gonna die (laughs) you know from old age or natural causes because it he shouldn't have been doing some of the things and the other problem was helena i just couldn't stand her but we'll, we'll get into that so I, I reviewed it for the site and I, I gave it a five out of 10, but I, I got to say it's, it's probably even a lot lower than that for me. I, I, would, uh, I would probably give them maybe a four out of 10, uh, maybe even a three, but I'll, I'll say a four out of 10. Um, Cause like you said, you went in there with low expectations. I kind of went in there with high expectations because of the trailers. Cause I thought the trailers looked good. And um you hear the Indiana Jones music and all that, and it's like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess we'll get into spoilers. Uh, so the first part's pretty cool, where it, it yeah. takes place in, is it, it could be Berlin, I forget where it was, but um, the Nazis are searching for the, uh, what was it called? It was called, I have it written down. The Balance. Yeah, but it is the, oh, I don't know what the hell it is. Whatever. The um, Lance of Struck, Struck uh, Christ, wasn't it? Uh, it's the Lance of Longinus, for some reason they called it that. And yeah, it's the, the Lance that Struck Christ. They feel that that can give... I guess the bare immortal powers like the cup of Christ and the, and the, the lost Ark and all that. So they, they want to find it. 
And it was interesting because Jack had talked about it on the last podcast. And I didn't realize this, that the Nazis were really into that stuff. I, I yeah. didn't believe that, you know, but apparently that that was it. They were looking for a lot of occult stuff during World War II. But we got to see, you know, a de-aged young, young Indiana Jones. And uh, probably he's probably in his 30s. Uh, what would you think of him? I thought the effects were very good. Um, even just the way they played around with the lighting, almost to like show off in a way. It was like, we've done some good de-aging and you know, actually we're going to put a spotlight or a torch near his face and move it around just so you could see the, I don't know, the skill that was involved in how well they'd done it compared to what we've seen in other films. And I think there was, the only things that kind of gave it away was I think his eyes sometimes a little bit and I think sometimes when he spoke. But other mm. than that, I think it would have been very, very hard to spot. I think if you were on a less high def screen, if you were watching it on a like, you know, a standard definition TV or something like that, I think you'd really struggle to tell that that wasn't just if you didn't really know Indiana Jones, you'd struggle to tell that that wasn't just an old flashback clip. Yeah, he looked really good. I, I was surprised. Especially I think he looked a lot better when he had his, his helmet off and his fedora off, like and you saw his hair. It looked very natural. I, I thought I didn't even notice the eyes part. I, I I was fine with how he looked, but I would say that the problem when I would start to notice it is when he had the Nazi helmet on. For some reason it just didn't look right. Uh, I don't know if they got they couldn't put it on the shape of his head. I don't know how they did it, but it just every time he had that helmet on, it, it, it threw me off a little bit. And you're right. Like the voice, sometimes it worked really well. And then other times, not so much. Like his very first line didn't sound very good. I forget what it was, but there were times when, when he sounded really good. Like when he was yelling, uh, you know, and it was, a, it was a cool scene. It was a very cool scene. Uh, I wouldn't have mind if we had gotten a 90 minute, to one hour movie like that. I think it would have been really, really good. I would have enjoyed yeah. it much more because that's where he should take place, I guess, back during mm -hmm. World War II. And, I, you know, again, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And it was, I was kind of sad when it was over, but it was it was cool. I, you know, again, they, they did a great job. Like you said, you know, we're starting to see the de-aging process slowly but surely become perfected and uh we're getting there and I, and again I, I wouldn't mind if harrison ford came back and just did a movie just like that you know like for if he was willing to do it he just provides the voice and then they de-age his voice to make it sound like an indie from the 30s because again he's just way too old to be playing indiana jones um let's see where we're were we so then after that i guess we see him he's a professor in college well no actually is it i forget no, the, the apartment he's in the apartment that's right and uh he, he's guess he he probably drank himself to sleep uh he fell asleep in his recliner he's got his shirt off and no one wants to see indiana jones like that it's just sad you know he's living alone and like uh, not necessarily a crappy apartment, but it just seems like that's all. That's what his life has become after years and years of adventure. You know, it's just kind of sad. But I thought, and we disagree with this on messages. That I thought for a guy who's eighty, almost eighty-one years old, I thought he was in pretty good shape. Even like his arms and stuff like that. I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to look old. Like you could tell that he's still working out. And I don't think I was expecting that from him. I don't think he's working out. I think his arm. I, 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 tried, I, tried, I tried to Google image search uh, yesterday and I couldn't find anything yet. So I imagine it'll come out, you know, soon. But I thought he looked in pretty good shape. I was surprised at the shape he was in. He's a tall guy. I, I think I told you, I, I met him once and he towered over me. So I think that that helps too. Mm. Is, you know, usually tall people they just look in better shape yeah. generally so i don't know if it could be that but again i'll have to 
watch scenes from it because I won't watch the whole thing again. But uh, they play. He was watching. Did you? you know, do you know who he was watching? Uh, no, I didn't know it. HR Puff and stuff, and that was something I used to watch in the seventies. It was like some weird live action cartoon show. It was creepy as hell, but that's all it was on. And uh, I just found it really, really amusing that they would have that. I would never in a million years guess that they would be showing HR Puff and stuff in an Indiana Jones movie. But again, it, it's it's more for me and people of my age to recognize that. Like mm -hmm. people your age don't know what the hell that is. Uh, but uh, and then, you know, he's a cranky old man. <laughs> he's like, yeah, they're playing music. They're having a party. And uh, he gets out and he's with his baseball bat and starts banging on the door. But what was it? They they were celebrating the return. Was it the return? I guess it was the return from the the return. Yeah, because they were in the parade of the 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 guys that landed on the moon. That's a little bizarre. I again, I don't know what time it was. If it was like eight o'clock in the morning and they started that party, you know, that's a little bit weird. Mm. But maybe he was so drunk that. He just lost track of the time. Yeah, he was sleeping all day. Although HR Puff and stuff was usually shown about seven o'clock in the morning. So those hippies were probably just partying all night and it finally woke him up. Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of, I know we were going over the story, but I guess I want to go over the, the characters. And like, like I said, we kind of talked about yeah. Indiana Jones and, um, you know, you got the aged one and you have the, I guess he's around 80 <laughs> since yeah. he's 80 in real life. And he's retiring from, uh, from school, from college. Uh, God knows what he's going to do after that. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep more in his apartment. And he looked like, he looked like, um, he was missing. He looked demotivated. He looked demotivated. Like they wanted to celebrate him being a professor, but it's almost like he's done all these other amazing, incredible things that receiving an award or retirement thing as a professor mean doesn't really mean anything to him. It's like a small accolade, whereas for others that might be a huge thing. But for somebody that's done the things that Indiana Jones has achieved and seen, he just felt like he was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm ticking the box. Yeah, right. Okay, great guys. See you later. But he, it looked like he missed that bit of adventure. I kind of got that kind of vibe from him when you could see him in the classroom or you saw him at the in the office for the celebration because he like had to like fake appreciation for that gift of that clock because he looked at it and they were probably like oh wow look this is a nice great antique clock but he's looking at it thinking oh yeah but i've seen this this and this and <laughs> this is absolutely nothing compared to what i've got in the storeroom in the back and he throws it out what a jerk <laughs> he just starts off as a as a basically a jerk, like a drunk, angry old man. I, I said he looks he reminded me of Carl Fredrickson. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, living alone, uh doesn't have the love of his life anymore. Just thinking of better times, I guess. But yeah, I was not a fan <laughs> of how they portrayed him. Then we uh, we meet, you know, Helena, and I didn't like her from the very start. You, you could just like I always, I did listen to Overlord DVD, and there's a lot of time in, especially Lucasfilm, where they try to introduce a female character and make her like she's the bestest ever that ever existed, like mm -hmm. you know, like Obi Wan. Uh, Reva, they just made her like she was the best Sith, it, it, but they, she was underappreciated because of uh, she was a woman, and uh, but she was better than them. She was smarter than them, and then at the end she turns good because you can't leave it where it's you know a bad female representation, mm. where it's just it's unbelievable, you know, like when they make a character too perfect, like you go back and you look at like some of the characters that we had seen that, that we admire that, you know, that are female heroes like, like Ripley and, and the bride and uh, kill bill kill bill is a perfect example. Like she just kicks ass in the first movie. 
She's very, very good. You know, she gets hurt every now and then. But in the second movie, she gets her ass kicked. And it takes her a while to recover. And, um, you know, you you have to see the journey that it's not, it's almost like if you went on, uh, say, the Shaolin monks, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Like, they trained for years and years and years. And some of them, like, some of the movies I'd seen, like, they had, like, was it 39 steps or 36 steps? Where, you know, where they had to progress into going into the next level. She just made it seem like, all right, what's next? Next level, please. All right, what's next after that? You know, it, it's just that she was, again, perfect. And it's and it and she was highly unlikable. I did not like her at all. I did not understand why they would do that. But I think a lot of it is the input of Kathleen Kennedy wanting us to show a, a strong woman but the, the worst thing that you can do is is have her elevated from by diminishing the, the, the main hero in the movie. Anyway, thoughts. Sorry. Yeah, no, she was she was the worst part of the movie for me as well. I didn't like her either, but I also felt a lot of the time the way the character was written and she portrayed them. I almost felt like we were meant to dislike her a lot of the time because she wasn't, she wasn't, if she was being portrayed as perfect, she was being portrayed as too perfect to where it's unlikable. It's where she was arrogant more than confident. Mm. And I think a lot of times, like, yes, yeah, she had a few moments where like on the boat and things where, yes, she, she come up with the idea. But I think a lot of times she initiated whatever the next step was and was like, yeah, no, this is it or this is that. But then Indy had the experience and the knowledge and he like was like, no, no, this is the way. Like that, that chase scene in Tajik where they're going on the little, on the tuk-tuk thing, they were both going, you need to go left, you need to go left. And he's like, no, we're going right. And every time he went, he was correct. Like he knew, I think he showed... Like he was like, I don't know, like a like an older sibling or like that old man wisdom of, yes, I see where you're going with this, but actually I figured that out. Like he fig figured out the wax on the, he knew that the weight was off on that, that like big coin, that big tablet thing. And then you remember they melted it down, melted the wax off of it. Yeah. A lot of this I forgot. <laughs> I know. Like, he also I, I just, did the thing with the just, water. Yeah. Like I just felt that like, she went in because she was younger and she had more energy. Of course, she went in both feet, both barrels in. I'm doing this. This is how we're doing it. And he sat back, let her have a go. And then would just come in at the come in and go. Yeah, but this is the right way. So like you said, with the water, she's there messing around trying to figure this out. And I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And he's like, right, I'll roll these into there, get in the water. And he figured it out because he already knew that because he'd been in that situation before. And, she was like that the whole movie. I don't I don't think she solved as many things as maybe we would be led to believe. I think Indy had that final word on a lot of whatever happened. And her arrogance, yeah, it was she wasn't likable. And I think a lot of times where they teased her as a villain as well. Like she used Indy to get the that half of the dial. She she had all that planned out. But that was like cunning like a villain. It wasn't like and I really wish that they would have fully gone that way towards the end and just let her go all out villain because I think that would have been a nice twist. It probably yeah. would have redeemed the character as far as everybody's feeling it. But I think for the most part of the movie, like I didn't I didn't like she was she was the worst part of the movie for me. But I came away thinking she's doing a lot of things in this film that any person watching the film would dislike. She's doing a lot of things that are unlikable and she was portrayed that way. So I was kind of okay with not liking her because I felt like that was almost intentional in a way. Yeah, it's weird. I, I agree. I thought about um, it after I'd seen it would have made this better. And it would have been if she was a villain, you know, that it was revealed that she really was a bad person and that it had done something where say like, you know, when they're in Syracuse, like towards the end, and she just shoots him and tells him, like, you know, you, you were in love with the past so much. Why don't you 
die here or something. Mm -hmm. And then he still isn't like mortally shot, but he has to somehow stop her from going back to the the future with uh, maybe she stole something. I don't know, but they, they could have made it. I think it would have been much better if she was a villain and then he defeats her at the end reluctantly. Yeah. It would have been a better ending than the ending that we got. Um, like the most, the most out of character thing that she seemed to do was at the end when she took the kid and saved him. After, you know, after he'd been shot and he said, get out of here. And then the kid showed her the way through the, the labyrinth of the caves and stuff, her wanting to help him. That was the most out of character thing I felt that she did, which shows that she wasn't really much of a hero because a hero would do that. You wouldn't, you would expect that. Yeah. That just so, so many weird things. I mean, when you bring up the kid too, like that he whole was scene. the second worst part of the film. <laughs> well, he was another one. He, he was perfect. He was unlikable too though, but yeah. he was unlikable too. Cause he, he also messed up a bit and he also, he had a demeanor. Like I get what they were maybe trying to go for. They're trying to like capture a short round again, aren't they? Like let's have another yeah. kid. But, there was no, you know, there was no cuteness. There was no likability. He was, he was an unlikable kid. He had a, he, he was scowling a lot. Now, if that, if that might just be his natural demeanor or look on his face and everything like that. But that's also why a lot of actors get typecast as villains. You know, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. But Mads Mikkelsen, he's a villain in pretty much everything he's in. But that's mm. because he has that stereotypical look of a villain. You know, there's a lot of actors that you never see as the hero just because they aren't. And some that are always the hero because they have that look. And I feel like that kid had that kind of scowl, angry kid kind of feel where it's like he wasn't very likable either. And the most out of character thing that he did was save people on that plane. Like, hey, they're my friends. Those are my friends. Save them. They're my friends. That was the that was a detached moment for me from him. Yeah. I mean, he was loyal to Helena. He wasn't loyal to Indy. I mm. felt, you know, cause he, yeah. he ripped off some Indy stuff. And again, I, I don't understand. I think uh, Phoebe Waller bridge actually wrote some of the script. I could be wrong. Um, but this was, they started writing the script back in 2016 I think it was supposed to come out in 2019 and then it got delayed because of Harrison Ford was injured and then COVID and then some other stuff and they had to rework. They didn't like the ending and they reshot it. But I just don't understand with all that time. What is that? Like seven years? They couldn't have written something good. And like there were people there that had to be reading this stuff and seeing this stuff and saying, well, this just doesn't work. Because like if you're gonna reintroduce Indiana Jones and then just make this the last movie, it better be damn good. It better make a lot of money, and it, it's not gonna make a lot of money. It's it's going to bomb. And then the other big mistake is that they were so overconfident. Kathleen Kennedy, she's like, well, let's just release it at Cannes, and you know it'll get a standing ovation. It'll get great reviews, and it, it did get a standing ovation, but apparently it was because. Harrison Ford was, I don't know if he was retiring from acting. I don't know. He's not because he's in the Captain America movies. Yeah. But they, uh, maybe they gave him a lifetime achievement thing. And, uh, you know, they, they felt honored that he was there. But the critics did not like that movie and they reviewed it back then. And this was 30 days before the movie came out and it created a lot of negative buzz. And that was a huge mistake, whoever made that decision. Because if, they didn't do that, and they released it this week. People would have gone and seen it. I, I think it would have made a hell of a lot more money. I, you know, at least twenty million dollars more, you know, than the box office it got because it, it made sixty million here and it made seventy million overseas. And uh, and and I read too that it it's it has the same budget as Infinity War, and, and uh, it's insane. You know, it's I just. Disney is just, that's another topic, but I, they don't know what they're doing. They just love to just burn through money and then they just fire a bunch of people and say, well, we have to do it. It's like, no, 
do give us better stuff like you used to all the time. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't like the kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like another example, like when the the tuk tuk broke down, the kids there like, but then Indy's like, give me that gum, and then he fixed it. He's the one that fixed it. They were the two. They were stood there trying to figure out the problem and being noodles and oh yeah, what are you even doing down there? And it, like belittling, they belittled him loads. He yeah. was right a lot of the time. Yeah, and it's, you know, also, he never flew a plane. He just had, like, these pilots kind of show him, like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, you, if this was the, the rotor, you would pull on this lever and all that, and, and they were usually drunk. Mm-hmm. And then he just flies a plane. And, and why didn't, <laughs> I guess, the Romans, they they were attacking uh Indy's plane because they thought it was a dragon. How come they didn't attack his plane? Yeah. Again, it's just bad writing. And then the, the part, like, he's never swum before. He can't swim. And mm-hmm. the guy says, well, you know, you just have to paddle and kick your feet. So he jumps in the water with that huge guy, handcuffed him. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool scene that, you know, he stole the keys and he was able to you know, uh, unlock himself and then lock the guy onto the grating, you know, where he drowns. But that guy was so cool too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it kind of annoyed me a little bit that this little kid who can't swim ends up killing him. Um, I will say one, I, I did like the villains. Like, all right, we can talk about men's mm-hmm. Milkson and, and all that, but, uh, all the villains I thought were pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought they were, I thought they had good motivations. They were, they were just portrayed well. Yeah, they were, they were, they were good villains, and you know what? And they stayed villains as well. Yeah, that's true. They weren't redeemed. It wasn't like, oh, look, this is his backstory, and this is why he, you know, he wants to win the war because he wants to save his wife and children or his village. You know, like they didn't overcomplicate and give him a crazy backstory. It's just the case of. He was annoyed that they lost the war, and he said, like as he said, didn't he? He said, I've observed all of Hitler's mistakes. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to take over, and I'm going to right those mistakes. I'm going to make those mistakes. There's that arrogance of, I can do it better, and obviously what he's doing, obviously, is a very bad thing. And, yeah, I liked he. Pre- he portrayed a good power when he was in the room, when he was on the boat and all these different things. Like she's like, I'll tell you where it is. If you give me money. And he's like, fine. And Indy's like, I'll oh, never pay you. And he's like, Nope, there you go. There's whatever, hundred diamonds or whatever it was. He just had that air about him that, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in control of this situation. And even when Indy and the others were trying to mess it up for him, he still felt like he had direction. And he was an intelligent villain as well. Like he, they set off and they were like, because she was thinking she'd been clever and told him the wrong location. And he straight away, it wasn't even like it fooled him for a minute. He was like, he looked over to the other side. He goes, they're going the wrong way. And they were there like before them. So again, it's her trying, that also shows her trying to be clever and then making out that she's, you know, the best one. But she actually made that mistake. She underestimated him because she's not been in that situation before. But yeah, the villains, no, yeah. No, they, they were really good when you think about it. Like in the last crusade, that villain sucked. You know, he wasn't very good. But these were good. Yeah. Like even his henchmen were good. Like that one guy was intimidating. The big like, guy, yeah. He was like a, a bodybuilder from Poland, I think. So I don't think he's done much acting, but he just he didn't have to. He just well, had to look pissed off the whole time. He was in Black Widow. I'm just looking at it now. Because he oh, looks familiar, he? but I don't. But yeah, some, he was someone in. He was Ursa in Black Widow. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was going to be a wrestler or something like that. He looked like um, he should have been. Yeah, but, but he was humongous. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's a shocking that we never saw him. Was he? Well, I guess that was. Yeah. I know he was, he's from Poland, and he was a bodybuilder, but I didn't think uh, he had that many roles. But he's Dutch from the Netherlands. From Holland. I got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you lift weights, though. <laughs> yeah, no, bodybuilder. You got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, plenty of protein. He's, he's, yeah. 
No, but I'm surprised we didn't see him with his shirt off. That would I think that was a missed opportunity because he probably looked huge. Yeah, but then I think like a, a henchman always yeah, I don't I think that almost added more to him because he that mystique of just always being in the background, like as big as he was, you kind of forgot he was there and then all of a sudden somebody ran into him. You go, Oh my god, him again. Well, it's kind of weird. There were a lot of throwbacks to previous movies. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I thought it would have been interesting to see maybe Indy fight him. Not that he would have a chance, but maybe he would use his wits to defeat him mm. by having something crash on him. But like, you know, you remember like Indy fought the the big German guy when the plane yeah. was going around. And then when he was uh, in Temple of Doom, he was fighting the like one of the big thuggies yeah. that was under mind control uh, would have been kind of cool to see, but yeah, I don't think you could get any punches in, you know, with this guy, it would have just been useless, especially at 80 years old. Um, but no, the, even and the other guy too was really good. The guy with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. But it, it made me wonder too. It's like, is the CIA that dumb? I mean, that's not how the CIA would operate. I know that's nitpicking, I guess. But they, they would have done background checks on all of these guys mm. before they, they were working with, with them. Um, yeah, those scenes were, I guess they were decent, the ones that were in New York City, like when he was on the horse. Although, yeah. a bit unbelievable, you know, with the going through the different trains coming by and him going onto different <laughs> platforms. It was like a video game, like Frogger. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but like I guess we'll see still keep going on to characters. So the other one was uh Antonio Banderas played Ronaldo and uh <laughs> he was barely in it. They could have paid somebody a lot less expensive and had the same effect. Yeah, I mean I have I, a feeling that they didn't pay him that much. Uh, you know, he probably just wanted to be in an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it'd be somebody else. I thought I, when he was saying that an old friend, I was hoping it'd be somebody that we'd know from another film. But who would it be that they yeah. they're all dead? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, suppose. Uh, I mean, it would have been Mola Ram. <laughs> <laughs> no, he died too. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he, he he was all right. The the scene did what it needed to. Um, yeah. But the problem was then he died and you didn't feel for it. But then but then I do think Harrison Ford did a good job of making you feel something about that death because she was like, yeah, we got away or whatever. And he just stopped her dead and he went, one of my friends has just been killed. Like, stop celebrating. Like he gave her a bit of a reality check there. I think he did a good job of checking her at different points. And I think that was another one. They were, they were, they were, you know, buzzing because they'd got away and she thought she told him the wrong thing and all that. And he's like, don't you realize that was my friend back there that just died? And she's never experienced that because she just does all these things by herself. Well, the problem is, you know, for them is they didn't know him. And that applies to us too. It's like, it happens a lot, like in this movie, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is my best friend that we've never heard of before like the Toby Jones character mm. and uh, you know, was kind of like an adult short round in uh, you know, back in world war two and he's her goddaughter. And it, it just seems like they're really close and we've never heard of about them. It's, I felt like they did that a lot. And it's, you know, also with the Antonio Banderas, uh, I, I just felt the script writing was, was a little weak. And it could have been much tighter. It could have been better. Um, and then we got to see John Rise Davies as, as Sala. And I thought that was so sad. I hated seeing him look that way. Yeah, he's, he's aged a fair bit. But again, I thought it was, it was a nice way to just include him in the movie. I'd rather than they had him in the role, even though they did, than him not be in there. Um, I was expecting him to go with him. At, when he dropped him at the airport. I know he tried, but I was expecting him to go with him. I'm glad he didn't because it would have been two old men. But he could have, and... he could have gone and he could have been the guy that died. Yeah. That would have sure. worked. Because obviously he's, his family's all set up in New York. They're on the third generation because he's got grandkids now. They're all settled. 
he goes with him, and then if he'd have died, Sala. No, I mean, I think of him in Raiders, and it, it seemed like, you know, he he was either a foreman or he was uh, just part of a bigger deal. Like he was like the top chief that Indy would negotiate to help them with the digging and all that. And now he's in New York and he's a cab driver. Uh, I think that's sad, you know, that, how they wrote that character. Because you would think that he would have had a ton of money. And maybe he does. Maybe you're right. You know, that he's got all that grandchildren and all that. And this, he does that on the side. But it's uh, it's kind of weird. And it, it's kind of stereotypical, too. Which I'm yeah. surprised that they would do that when they're known for being sensitive to different races and stuff like that. Well, it's like, well, we talked about the villains. And I'm glad they didn't overdo time travel. Yeah. I forget how is... they actually did it, how it was executed. But I was really surprised at the start of the movie that that's what the de-aging bit was for. I figured, because we, we all knew it had some element of time travel in it. I thought the de-aging was going to be, they go back in time at different points or something, and they were seeing Indian that way. So we'd see that de-aged Indiana Jones a few times. So I'm glad that they didn't use the time travel in that way. And it wasn't like, because the story, the story and all of that wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. I don't think for Indiana Jones film for it to be like end game where they're traveling to like different points on the timeline. I think whereas it was a case of this might work and this might get them to a destination towards the end. I think that was better, but it did surprise me that that's what the de-aging was for. It was just for that bit at the beginning and not for later on. So I was quite pleased to see that. Yeah, I think, um, like, again, Overlord had said it was completely different, where the whole thing was that they were going to meet young Indiana Jones, well, de-aged Indiana Jones, when they would go back in time, and then he would sacrifice himself to save the two of them, and then by doing that, it would cause old Indiana Jones to die, mm -hmm. and she would take up the whip and the hat and the leather jacket and become Indiana Jones. Uh, and I still think that it's possible that it could have been that way and that that scene in the beginning was actually meant for the middle and they cut a lot of it out just to, so we didn't see all that. Like they could have been there like in back to the future, like in the background and all that. And then yeah. the end, he could have said, well, who are you? And he's, well, I'm you, you know, and, but who knows? You know, we'll probably never know. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney just burned all of that stuff if they did make something like that so that there's no evidence towards it. But I do feel like they were leaning towards having her take over as the new Indiana Jones just because, again, she was just, for me, she was so much better than Indy. And, like, even, like, when they were in that cave and he was complaining that he was having trouble climbing and she just mm -hmm. climbs right past him. You know, yeah, I just saw a lot of that in the movie, and then <laughs> I, I just felt it was so ridiculous where she gets on that motorcycle and she's heading towards the plane to save him, and she jumps off the motorcycle and she gets on the wheel of the plane and she crawls up into there and then she defeats every single Nazi that's in that plane. Um, again, she was just too much, and then her punching like she punched. Uh, this is what's you know partly unbelievable for me too because of the time period. I guess it was sixty nine seventy or something like that. Mm -hmm. So she's like over in Tangiers and she's basically sell stuff on the black market. I don't think that would exist back then for for women. You know, like where a single mm -hmm. woman woman would go into Tangiers with something that's worth probably a million dollars in her pocket, meet a bunch of guys in the back room, and they all bid for it they just kill her or you know worse and yeah even know. for her not to have like you know a headscarf or anything to cover her face and stuff because that's the culture because because marion does that when she's walking around yeah in re like why she wouldn't do that as well i get why they well i get why they did it in this movie but and then they introduce like the guy she's engaged to just to like say look how sexy she is First of all, I didn't think she was sexy at all. She was a little off-putting when I would see her. She's, to me, she had a lot of masculine features. 
And I think I think she'd be a good villain. I think I think she yeah. has a look to be a villain, Cruella Deville. She would be a good Cruella Deville. That's a great point. <laughs> I got to send you a video later. I was laughing at it last night. It was about Cruella Deville. Some girl watching it is really funny. Yeah, but I I couldn't stand her, and I, I wish she would have died at the end. But again, they, they they made it like, whoa, get ready for the future adventures of of Helena and <laughs> and uh, Mexican short round. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I still don't think they did a good job of showing that she was better than Indiana Jones. I think it's one of those. I think it's a case of she can maybe do. 80%, 90% of the things. If, like, like if you look at it as like an, a, an athlete kind of metaphor, like she can do so well, but when it comes to crunch time, she can't close. Whereas Indy, yeah, he can't do play the whole game, but put him in for the last two minutes and he knows what to do. But I don't think... And they, I don't think they showed that. I don't think they showed that with her. I don't think they showed that she was able to, you know, close the deal. Well, I, I don't think that they showed that he was superior I mean, you, you may have caught a couple of points, but to me, I, I just felt that not only was she equal, but she was younger and she was smarter and, and they wanted to push this. You know, and again, you make up, make some points where Indy was able to figure out some things that she wasn't able to, but she figured out a lot by herself. I felt like she was two steps ahead of everybody else, you know, including the villains, including Indy. It's, I just don't get it. Um, but I did want to get into the time travel thing, which I thought was ridiculous, though, how it was handled. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, does that dial, does it open up doors or does it just point you in the direction of where like these fissures are? Because there was like, it was like a portal that was in the clouds. But yeah, it was because he set the dial, but then there was a direction. But then. Yeah, that bit wasn't explained very well as to how it worked. Because wouldn't like a bunch of planes go back in the past if that was real? If they're supposed to be flying nearby, Bermuda Triangle is that's where that's where it is. Um, but but even then, though, like I don't get why they ended up in a completely wrong time period. They should have just ended up in a bad location because because Indy kept saying he says you haven't accounted for continental drift. So that's telling me that the actual navigation of it is wrong. The wayfind is wrong. So you would just go to the wrong place. So he was hoping to land in Berlin or wherever he was hoping to, to then get to that tower. But if the direction was off, surely you'd just end up in another country or another part of the world. You wouldn't end up 2,000 years earlier or whatever, which it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, know if it had to do with, I know it, had to do with direction, but did it also have to do with time? Did it only appear at a certain time? Or was it always there? It made there? it sound like that. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, because I thought it was weird. It's like, well, it's easy to go back. Just use the reverse coordinates. And it's like, is it still going to be there? Because it looked like it was closing at times. And mm. I don't know. They, I, It's just the writing was so bad with that. Do you know what I thought that they might have done at the end? And I'm, I'm glad they did it. I think I'm glad they didn't do it, but I don't think I would have been too bothered if they did. I had a weird feeling that when he was in the kitchen with Marion, that his son was going to walk in because I had this weird feeling that on the way back, because she can do these things, Helena would have dropped off the timeline a bit, told her son, his son like not to go to war so that he survived. So then when Indy comes back and Marion comes in, Marion's not returning to India after divorce. She's just coming home because they're still together. And then the sun arrives as well. That played out in my brain, thinking that maybe that would have happened. Well, that would have been nice if we didn't hate Shia LaBeouf. You know, <laughs> that's the big problem there. I would have moaned if I would have seen that. But if if it was a different actor, I'd have been okay with mm. it. But they wrote him out well. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably pissed off if he, <laughs> he won't see the movie, but it, it would annoy him. It's like, they killed me and it was off screen. I can't believe this. <laughs> um, but all right. What bothers me the most is first of all, like Indy wanting to stay back in the past, 
because he's got nothing to live for. And this is what annoyed me too. If I get this right, the reason why Marion left him is because Mutt went to Vietnam and died. Mutt went to Vietnam because just to piss off his father because his father mm-hmm. was opposed to it. And Marion goes crazy. She can't get over it. I guess she somewhat blames Indy and that's it. They divorce or they're, I don't know they were divorced papers. I don't know if they were officially signed. Um, yeah. I don't know if they were signed or not, but it's just ridiculous that her character would, would lose her mind so much where she's like, well, screw you, Indy. You know, I need to go off and live by my own because mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you. It just was a really weird kind of ending for that couple. Yeah. I don't know. I, I And I, I said this, too, to you. Uh, you know, I didn't mention it in the review. Like, he is so downtrodden by her leaving him. He starts to drink. You know, he's okay with living in the past and dying from the bullet wound because he's got nothing to live for. Indiana Jones's first love or true love is archaeology. It's not Marion. Mm-hmm. And even in those movies, I never got it. You know, it's like, I think that he had several women in all those movies. They should have just been kind of like James Bond girls for him to yeah. fool around with. And Marion really was nothing special, you know, but they tried to make it like she was, and that's why they brought her back, like in and uh, the Crystal Skull. Yeah, crystal Skull. But, yeah, no, I think so. Like, there's more to the backstory of that relationship that we never saw in the films, and I think they just wanted to bring her back in for for that nostalgia, and then it's just the case of oh, she was in the first one, so she's the love of his life, and but yeah, th- there's there's part of that story that we haven't seen the history stuff and that, and that would have been, I mean, it's too late to do all of that now. It's, but I think I was annoyed. I don't think I would have minded him staying in the past and whatever, chatting to Archimedes and then dying or like he lives mm. there for a little bit and then dies because I think as somebody that studied, like he said, somebody that had studied the history and cause he didn't have anything else left going for him. I think that would have been a nice way for him to just a bit of peace. Like, he was just blown away because he was in living history when he spent years and years and years digging it up. And then when she punched him to take him back, I was like, oh no, like you could have just left him because that's what he wanted, like to respect him. But then they redeemed that by at least having Marion come back so that he was at least happy in that way. So at least Indy got to be happy at the end of the movie, which I appreciated. I'm just glad that he didn't get punched. Yeah, so she didn't someone. leave him for selfish reasons for Helena's re- like he wasn't being selfish. Like I need him back with me, so she punched him, and then was like, "Come on, we'll do adventures together, or you need to teach me everything you know, or whatever." Like it was just to let Indy just come home and be with Marion. Well, she was implying that that he was being selfish and that he could have changed the future by being there. But I think if he- there's anybody, I think if there's anybody who would have understood that and not messed with it whilst being there probably would have been Indiana Jones. But it's just like even minor things like with his leather jacket, just the stupidest thing, like the zipper on his leather jacket that may have changed the future. Somehow Archimedes may have used that. That would have led to something else, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, the whole butterfly effect where yeah. I, I think that that's what she was thinking of. But then but I think it's it, one of those, Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 you know, that he might have revealed things about the future to Archimedes or, or she didn't have the faith in him that he wouldn't, that he just wanted to die in peace. It, it just was. Bleh. Yeah. Like, and I think the way that they portrayed the time travel was like, I think it's almost like that that stuff was always going to happen because that's how Archimedes had the propellers on his tomb mm-hmm. because he'd seen the propellers that of their plane because it made a, at one point in the scene, it focused on them when he, you know, when he ran over to the crash. Yeah. They made a point of showing that. So it's like, well, it's kind of almost, it was always going to happen that way. And then I did kind of like how they showed how Archimedes invented all this stuff or come up with all this stuff because he somehow managed to invent time travel. And that's how he's got all these, he knew some of these extra things. But then he also had the, the watch as well. 
the watch that they got from the tomb was the same watch that he picked up at the end of the film. So yeah. it's like it's always it always happened. It's that kind of a time loop. Yeah, it's a loop. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know how that dial works, but uh, no, <laughs> I don't. You know, and weirdly, I don't think Archimedes does because. Oh no, because he did because he looked at the other one. He gave the other the real one, the working one back. So he does invent it in the end. But it was, yeah, yeah. And then that punch, it, it just annoyed the hell out of me because again, it just shows her dominance over Indy. Uh, and again, they're just pushing the fact that she is just so badass because she punched guys in the bar too and mm-hmm. knocked them out. And it, I, I just don't believe that that would happen. Although she is a big person. Like she's, I would say, a lot bigger than the average female. Like she seems kind of tall. She seems a little bulky. She's no Gina Carino. Now Gina Carino would have punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. I could see him being knocked out for three days, you know. But I don't know. It's. I really think Kathleen Kennedy was making visits to the set and says we need to make Helena much more important in this movie. Cause at times it felt like it was her movie too. I, I felt like he took a backseat at times and yeah. I think it was their goal to have her take over the reins. And, uh, and again, there were rumors there was supposed to be, there were rumors that there was going to be a Disney plus Indiana Jones series and maybe she would have taken over, but now she's doing Laura Croft for, I think Amazon. So, uh, She'll ruin that franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to she's an unlikable character. Indy's a bit of an unlikable character at times too. And he's just too old. The story could have been better, but we had really good villains. We had a really good opening and it just could have been so much better, you know, but it could have been a lot worse. I don't know. Well, all right, we'll get into it now. So let's, let me have you rank your Indiana Jones movies. And see where this ranks amongst you. Amongst so, them. Raiders, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, this, Crystal Skull. Okay. So mine is Raiders, Temple of Doom. I think that that is very underrated because that is like an indie balls to the walls action movie. And maybe I have a fondness too when I saw it in the theaters, but it just was so cool because there was so much action in it. Um, Last Crusade, I think that's overrated. It's cool him and Sean Connery being on the screen Mm. together and he's his father, but the villain was awful. Uh, There was a bunch of cringy dialogue in there and like jokes that didn't work. I hated the beginning. It always annoys me when when I watch the beginning I really felt like River Phoenix is like, yeah, I'll do it, but I ain't cutting my hair, you know, because his hair is so long. And when you think about it back in that period and his father being that strict, he would never allow him to have hair that long, you know? Yeah. Um, and that always throws me off. It's like spoiled River Phoenix won't cut his hair. So screw it. We're stuck with him with like this ridiculously long hair. Uh, but I, I had other problems. I hated the score too. It's they barely used the Indiana Jones score. Uh, they barely used it in this film. Ah, uh, they did at times. They definitely a used couple of times. Not enough for me. Yeah, and, and they, they used only some went pieces. Into the full scene right at the end, at the credits. Like in the beginning, like uh, in the de aging part, they used some pieces from different Indiana Jones movies. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it didn't seem like anything was new other than Helena's score. Uh, it was kind of like barred from the previous ones, which is fine because I'd rather him give us some good things than some crappy new things. Um, yeah, but all right. So after Last Crusade, I got to say I'm going to go with Crystal Skull because I think that this was w- worse because at least Indy was Indy in the crystal skull. I still, I tell this to people all the time. I love Harrison Ford's portrayal of Indiana Jones in that movie. Everything else was very problematic. They they just had too many people along for the ride. It would have been Indy and that uh, Ray Winston character. 
that's all you needed. You didn't need Marion. You didn't need Mutt. You know, you didn't need uh, what's his name? I can't. The guy that was an alien was it John Hurt? Yeah. Uh, you didn't need all those people. You know, you would have been fine without them. But it just and then the special effects. But this one I just think is worse because they are pushing her to be better than Indy. Um, he's just too old to play the character. It made me sad, you know, when I would see him in that leather jacket and hat, and especially when he had the hat off, it, his hair was so white. He, he looked just so old. And I don't know why they couldn't have dyed his hair just a little bit. I'm, I'm sure he dyed his hair in, in the crystal skull. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know who this movie is for. Who's going to like it? Because I think a lot of people are going to be sad to see Indy age the way he did. He could have went out on a good note, and I, I don't think that he did here. I would have preferred to. I, I heard like a lot of fake leaks, and uh, someone had it where he went back to his old house, you know, where his father lived in uh, Last mm -hmm. Crusade, and that's where they ended the movie. You know, where he's just home. He puts his hat up, like I, I guess, puts it away, and he just sits on the recliner. And there's a dog there, and he pets him. And that would have been a much better ending for me. We didn't need Marion. I would have loved it to be honest, you. If we, we got to visit Marion's grave, you know. <laughs> and then Mutt, you know, he didn't need to die in Vietnam. I mean, he just could have been out of the picture. It is interesting though that it implies that Indian Mutt never got along. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's it. I guess we're I, I think that's the end for Indiana Jones or Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. And yeah, I mean, I was out for dinner last night and I heard the table in the booth behind in front of us was um, they'd just been to see Indiana Jones. And the, I was listening Well, I overheard the, the server was asking them, well, what did you think of it? She says, I, I saw it last week and I really enjoyed it. And they were like, oh, no, we absolutely loved it. And these were like, I don't they know. must have been high. They were, they were, they, they were, it was about two, three or four women, and they were sort of maybe in their early mid 50s. They'd been to see it. You know, it was funny when I finished seeing it. Usually, the first thing I do is I go to the bathroom in the theater, like I'll go to the restroom. So I go in there, and this guy goes in right before me, and he punches the wall, and he said, <laughs> F Disney, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the reaction I had seen. The like, um, the titles that there's a really, really like really weird small nitpicky thing, but like the title of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and they didn't have the normal Indiana Jones like font header. It was just white text. Yeah, it looked it looked made for TV. Yeah, um, it looked. And I was just thinking like. Could they not just like find the file somewhere in the computer system that has yeah. Indiana Jones? Like, why would you just? It'll be like it's one of them little things where, like, in the DVD box set, you'll have one, two, three, four, and the fifth one will be a different label on the side. And that, that, would, that would really bug me. I wish they would have left Disney out of it too, like where they just put Lucasfilm since they own yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that they had Paramount, but it would have been nice too yeah. if we got to see the Paramount Mountain change into something like maybe the mountain that was that held that the castle was on top of, mm -hmm. or the headquarters for the Germans. Uh, instead, we get a latch from Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. Someone must have thought they were smart with that, and uh, it's like, yep, let's keep it. Crap, I think that was a you know foreseeing of things to come. <laughs> But all right, I guess we'll wrap this one up. So, Dan, can you tell people where they can find you? Um, yeah, if you want to connect, you can um, either search me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm on all three. Just search Daniel McComb and you'll find me. Mention Nerdler. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm also on the podcast Rusted Junk, where we discuss the best movies in the 80s. And check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parts News Today for all your Disney and Universal news. Finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like 
to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 26. So until next time, see ya. Bye, everybody.